I took out the large leather-bound school logbook and opened it to the next clean page. Then I filled my fountain pen with black quink ink, wrote the date, and stared at the empty page. The record of another school year was about to begin. Three years ago, the retiring headmaster, John Pruitt, had told me how to fill in the official school logbook. "'Just keep it simple,' he said. "'Whatever you do, don't say what really happens, because no one will believe you.' So, the real stories were written in my alternative school logbook. And this is it. Chapter One A Smile for Raymond Eighty-seven children were registered on roll on the first day of the school year. A maintenance team from County Hall visited school to free-blocked pipework in the school kitchen. The school photographer took photographs of all children and classes. Extract from the Radley School Logbook, Thursday, the 4th of September, 1980. "'If it's like last year, Mr Sheffield, I'll want my money back.' Mrs. Winifred Brown, our least favourite parent, had all the charm of a Rottweiler with attitude. I took a step back into the school office as she wedged her ample backside in the doorframe. Oh, I see, I said. But I didn't. And I want my Damien to be smiling this time, else I'll give that photographer what for. The penny dropped. At the end of last term, Vera, the secretary, had typed a letter to parents to let them know the school photographer would be in school on the first Friday afternoon of the new school year. He had explained that he wanted the children to look suntanned and healthy after their six-week summer holiday. I looked down at six-year-old Damien, who was picking his nose. "'I'm sure it'll be fine, Mrs. Brown,' I said, a little lamely, glancing down at her son's skinhead haircut and the remains of a Kit-Kat bar smeared across his face. "'It had better be,' she retorted, as she stormed out into the entrance hall. "'And I'll be picking him up tomorrow just afore three o'clock,' she shouted, as I closed the door. "'I've got business in York.' I sat down at my desk, took a deep breath, removed my Buddy Holly spectacles, and gave them a polish with the end of my outdated flower-power tie. Then I glanced up at the clock with its faded Roman numerals. It was 8.30 a.m. on Thursday, the 4th of September, 1980, the first day of the autumn term. My fourth year as head-teacher of Ragley-on-the-Forest Church of England Primary School in North Yorkshire had begun. Anne Granger, the deputy head teacher, walked into the office and glanced back at Mrs. Brown. Happy days are here again, she said. Anne, a slim, attractive brunette who looked nothing like her forty-eight years, was a wonderful teacher of the reception class and a loyal supporter of Ragley School. She also had the priceless qualities of patience and a sense of humour. "'Mrs. Brown wants her Damien to be smiling on the class photograph tomorrow,' I explained. "'And pigs might fly,' retorted Anne. She glanced down at my feet. 
like the new shoes, by the way,' she added mischievously. I looked self-consciously at my new trendy kicker's shoes peering out beneath my flared polyester trousers. Changing fashion had gradually crept up on us in Ragley Village, but the image of the new-look eighties man was clearly a far-off dream for me. The frayed leather patches on the elbows of my blue-checked herringbone sports jacket were not exactly at the cutting edge of fashion. "'Thanks, Anne,' I replied sheepishly. I glanced out of the window at the playground, which was filling up with excited children and the mothers of the new starters. "'I think I'll get some fresh air,' I said, "'and hopefully see a few friendly faces.' I unwound my gangling six-foot-one-inch frame from the wooden chair and attempted to flatten the palm-tree tuft of brown hair that refused to lie down.